0: Namaste, friends. Namaste. Today we have a very special guest, Dr. Alok Pandey. He is an MBS and MD in psychiatry. And he has served 20 years in Indian Air Force. And now he is presently working in Sri Ramda Ashram Pondicherry. So today our subject is suicide. So nowadays it is very rapidly growing And it's not only in male or female, in every gender. So we'll discuss with Dr. Alupande, and we'll try to understand why this happens and what are the consequences after this. Namaste.
1: Namaste Narayan.
0: First, I want to know that why anyone does suicide?
1: Okay. Uh, Well, uh, there are several levels when we look at cause and effect. There are several, several levels at which we can understand it. So, the most common is one of them is when people go through phases of transition. So, they live in a certain way, suddenly everything is upset, and there is a big change, and then suicide becomes very high. For example, during adolescence. So, in adolescence, people are transiting from childhood a new way of life and can be very unsettling then again old age so all periods of transition are very stressful and the transition may be a good transition also because you have to adjust to a new way of life so all these are critical moments they are moments which can be taken as crisis and there are two ways through which people navigate in crisis. One is they collapse, they don't know how to go through it. Or second, they grow through it. So the whole idea of suicide intervention is not just, uh, you know, helping them come out of that state. But importantly to teach them that this crisis is an opportunity to evolve and grow. That's why crisis comes. This is one part. But psychologically and sociologically, suicide has been divided uh, into several categories. One of them is uh, fatalistic suicide, where you feel that now I am helpless, hopeless, fate has chosen to inflict pain and injury on me and there is no way out. So ultimately, suicide is a cry in a state of despair. And it is characterized by two things. As psychiatrists, we look for these two things along with depression. Depression is the number one cause. We look for hopelessness and helplessness. If these two are there, then the risk is very high. And uh, another kind of suicide is anomic suicide, where anomie can be good or bad. Anomie is particularly in today's time, you are in a place, you are not identified with anything, anybody. There are children who go through that. They feel lonely, they feel in a house, uh, as a children, child, they have grown up. But suddenly they feel we no more belong here. And uh, in this anomic society, there is also a kind of phase when people go through an existential crisis. They are exploring. See, till adolescent, you are your mama's or papa's child, often a favorite child. Uh, but when you enter into adolescence, you, nature wants you to discover yourself and you don't know, that time it can be very unnerving. So, anomic societies is when you feel lonely, alone and this lonely alone is not just physical, but psychological. So, loneliness is uh, a very big problem in today's times especially because the joint family in India which was a big buffer has broken down And uh, along with joint family breaking down, there is also, society has become, uh, I must say, a bit very Mm self-centered. Also because everybody is too busy. And because of that, they are in the race and everybody is wanting to achieve, outdo somebody else. So all this has brought the stress of loneliness. So this is another cause. Third cause is ego, what is called as egoistic society, not the spiritual ego. But in egoistic society, you had a name, you had a place in society, suddenly for various reasons, either supposing you are a big businessman, you suffer heavy losses or you are in some good position and you lose it, then there is a high risk of suicide and fourth is altruistic suicide. Altruistic suicide is like Japanese committing harakari. That's not technically, though we include it in suicide, but I must add something just in a couple of minutes. There are a lot of phenomena which look like suicide, but I would not like to include it in suicide. In Western literature, people go by the act. So if you have killed yourself, it's suicide. But in Indian literature, we don't look at it like that. Indian thought looks at the motive. For instance, um, some of the ancient uh, yogis they would when they knew the time has come to depart, they would undertake Ikshamrityu. Sometimes they would do prayopavasana, where they will not eat for days, or Lord Rama walking into Saryu. Now these are not suicide. They are when you know your time has come because this kind of knowledge existed, deliberately, willfully you are entering into that state. What about Abhimanyo? It's not suicide. Technically, he knows he's going to die. I mean, he, of course, knew. He chooses not to turn back. There are a lot of Kshatriya types even now in war. So we must distinguish between why I'm saying this is important. Because though technically these are all acts of self-harm, willful self-harm, that's how suicide is defined. But the consequences are very different spiritually and even materially. So this is the broad spectrum, but number one cause is of course depression, and uh, another psychiatric illness which is known as schizophrenia. But most common is depression, in terms of illness. So
0: yeah, yeah. So whoever they uh, do this suicide, so whatever uh, the mental state before they commit suicide. So after they commit this suicide, does it fulfill their motives? Why? means why they take this step? So, they fulfill this?
1: There are two kinds of motives people have in mind. Unfortunately, in a very fast track, instant gratification which is one of the problems of today's times. We don't know how to embrace life, how to accept life, how to take the challenge. We are in a fast lane. So in that age of instant gratification, the motives are also instantaneous. What is the instant motive? I am feeling depressed, I am feeling lonely, let me just come out of it. It's because there is a lack of spiritual education in our curriculum. So as a result what happens is that people just want instant gratification, when that is not there they commit suicide. Very evidently this is uh, not only um, sad and uh, it is cowardly act, from the spiritual perspective it is regarded as the most heinous act. Why it is regarded as the most heinous act? Just imagine Inisha Upanishad, which is just a short, one of the shortest Upanishads with just 18 verses. It has one sloka dedicated to that, out of 18. So it says that, you know, those who loka Those who are slayer of their self, they go into dark sunless world. And that is where it comes, the motive is important. You want to escape from life, challenges of life, pain of life, you cannot escape by this route, that is for sure. Now, uh, again as I said, in Indian thought there are many beautiful things, one of them is rebirth. So rebirth can work both ways. One of them is that maybe if I give up life in this life, my problems, I'll come back and start in a nice way. In the Western thought, there is no idea of rebirth, but again it works both ways. One of them is that, okay, once I get rid, I get rid of the problem. But in Indian thought, what rebirth means is that if you have left something unfinished, you have to face it because nature is not mechanical, It is a conscious force. So you have a challenge of life, you say, I don't want to take it. Nature will push you harder and harder until you take the bull by the horns, when it will become more and more difficult. So those who commit suicide, firstly because the state of departure is very important in Indian thought. So if you are in a dark state, when you are full of depression and sense of self-harm, concentrated upon the small little uh, things of life then you gravitate into those worlds the moment you leave the body by law of attraction there are many worlds you will be drawn towards that and when you go into those worlds as the Upanishad says sunless world dark world because you are in a dark state full of negativity full of self depreciation so there are worlds from where these things are projected we can talk about it a little later what does it mean And nature does not let go of you Because nature knows that the soul never dies anyway So it will come back with the challenge Under much more serious and difficult circumstances So whoever believes that this is the end No, it's a much more difficult beginning That we are doing for ourselves Second, you must have heard that it is considered as a sin Now in Indian thought there is no conception of sin But certainly, imagine you have certain work to do, you have certain responsibility towards people, towards yourself, towards people, towards those who love you, whom you love and uh, towards society. Now what happens when you cut all these threads abruptly? It's not just about you. There are people who depend upon you. You have just not bothered about them. You are like a person who just doesn't care about anybody except oneself. That's why it is said from the spiritual point of view, depression and suicide especially are states of acute and extreme selfishness. See, what are the thoughts in depression? Nobody loves me, nobody cares for me, nobody understands me. Why? I am the centre. I can love someone, I can understand someone, I can give my love to... People, there are so many deprived of love But instead I want for myself So it is a state of egoism And uh, what it does, it it makes us small and narrow Like in a hole And the smaller, narrower we become The more we suffer This is the truth of life You will see when people are in extremely uh, agitated state They are thinking only about themselves Their gain, their loss And whereas those who are generous-hearted, who are wide-hearted, who know how to forgive, who know how to understand that people have their own difficulties, who know how to accept life, embrace life, take the challenge of life, they go through life beautifully. So it's a question of education, heredity, people in their homes, they see certain behaviors, extreme anger when they face, that's why childhood trauma, anger. Why? Because... Suicide is anger turned towards oneself and others. You are very angry with someone. How would you like to punish by taking this extreme act? Because somebody will feel guilty. How long? After some time people will forget. So it doesn't serve. And then it is also anger towards yourself. Anger towards God. And anger is one of the number one destructive forces in the world. So, all this uh, is very unfortunate and I feel that uh, we talk about suicide prevention, suicide cells but you have to tackle this problem. It is about attitudes in life which should go right as a child is being grown up. Most important to take all the challenges of life and grow through it, that's what life is about.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, basically it (coughs) means... whoever commits this suicide so initially they thought that after the suicide whatever the pain he is suffering or she is suffering so they will rel- relieve from this pain but uh, after committing this they will not relieve from this
1: this is one unfortunately most of the time people don't think what happens i'll tell you how the whole process works as long as you can think especially discern you will never do this so there are forces that will first steal that. So your whole mind, your buddhi is turning upside down. So thinking itself is taken hold of by certain forces of nature. We will talk about it a little later. So you can't think properly, logically, in a correct way. Things become exaggerated, small problem. For instance, adolescence, people have a heartbreak. They feel rejected. and They feel this is the end of life. If they waited another five years, they would have said, "Oh, I was so foolish, isn't it?" They would laugh at it, just as you are smiling now and I am smiling now. But during that time, it looks it is the end of the world. If they failed, they would think uh, finished. Now I cannot do anything. But if you wait, you discover that well, I am meant for something else. There are another door opens. So this is they cannot think properly. But at the same time, while they are wanting to commit suicide, it is said, and this is so true, that they are basically still seeking help. Somehow they still expect, somebody will stop me, somebody will listen, somebody will understand. And this suicide prevention or uh, this is one of the crucial things, why you have helplines? What do helplines do? So that somebody you can call, you feel extremely suicidal and you call somebody. All that you require is a patient hearing. You can talk a person out of suicide, it's true. But escape, particularly, you will see in old age when people are suffering from chronic pain or disease. That time again, suicide tends to peak. They feel we are at the end of our life, and you know. So, old people also need love and affection to make them feel wanted, loved, cared, even if their bodies are not working well. That is another problem nowadays that we face. So we put uh, parents in old age homes or even if they are there, we don't uh, understand that just they have grown old physically, they have diseases but their heart is still there. No, They need that love, support and uh, they also need sometimes to listen. They also have their memories. Uh, so it's important to give people a listening ear and that applies to the whole society. We are all responsible for one man's suicide because somebody didn't give a ear to listen. Sometimes, you know, I have seen so many patients as a psychiatrist, they give subtle hints. I'll tell you one story about a, a girl, she was in 12th standard, exams crisis Nowadays, fortunately, in the new education policy, exam system has been taken away. It's a very good thing. Except, I think, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. Also, there is a stress on developing your skills rather than just standard formula of 12th standard grades, etc. Also, avenues and opportunities have opened. So, this uh, girl, when she was in 12th standard, suddenly asked her sister one day, Didi, she's elder sister was in graduate, doing graduation, Uh, How much weight Do you think This fan can take Uh, She was surprised She randomly Said something Then she just Mentioned it Passingly to the mother Mother scolded the child What is this You are thinking All this Focus on your studies Next day She committed suicide By hanging So You see The child was Seeking help Why would she Ask this question They give Lot of Indications We have to Pick up as a psychiatrist, we are trained to pick up, still, mistakes happen. Sudden change of behavior. Sometimes people write a last note. Sometimes, suddenly, they are as if bidding farewell. Very many, I have seen a whole variety. One patient coming to a doctor and saying, Okay, hai, dekhte hai. if we meet, when we meet, Now you see, these are very, very subtle hints. One has to pick up the distress in people. So these are the indicators. Obviously there is no escape from this creation. That's a big story. I don't want to get into it. But uh, if you want to find escape route of life, then escape from weakness, escape from ego and face life. This is the way... Uh, creation is made that you have to face challenges and grow every challenge and crisis is a opportunity but that very few understand usually the will is very weak then after stealing away the right thought turning the thought these forces steal your will steal S-T-E-L I wish they could S-T-E-L they steal they steal they so will you even if, even if a problem is not that big, it appears insurmountable. Why? Because these forces are influencing first the thought. So thoughts are exaggerating the dark side of life. Everybody has some. but it's like you are seeing only the dark spot. You, have, you remember sometimes attention goes constantly on the dark spot. Then this rob your will. so will becomes perverted. It keeps working in the direction of let's finish it, let's finish it. Whereas the will could take it, that okay, whatever be the difficulty, I'll take the challenge. Then they rob faith. And last thing that they rob is hope. That's why hopelessness and helplessness. So the question is who robs? Why I am using this word? Very clearly if you see a person and this change of behavior and um this decline through depression or you know this suicidal impulse finally one can see that there are forces which take hold of our mind and heart and life and even physical body compel us to do things. When people come out, they themselves wonder. Sometimes I have seen people say during that state, it's not me, but I can't help it, I am possessed. They see dreams. So there are I do. Completely believe, I mean apart from uh, being into the spiritual path and knowing about these things, but I would say even logically, if a scientist looks at the phenomena very impersonally, he will be compelled to conclude that there are forces beyond our reckoning which compel us to do things, compel us to think in a certain way and feel in a certain way and will in a certain way and push us on the edge. And this is very important for interventions. Because right now we are only think as, thinking as biological heredity and chemical mechanisms, but we are not thinking of the occult dimension of illness, especially suicide. It is an attack by the hostile forces, as the Veda, Vedic rishis would say.
0: Yeah, and sometimes also uh, the person who want to suicide, I, um, I have seen that they are also not aware of that, uh, like uh, their mindset. And like we can say the person suffering from depression, they himself also don't know that he is suffering from depression. So like that also it can be… Yes,
1: caused. There is a, there are two things here. One is unconsciousness, where they don't know what they are going, they are feeling restless, agitated, generally unhappy, not knowing. But there is also a state where it is not because of depression, where like schizophrenia, what we call again… I don't like to label people with uh, names. But uh, what to people is schizophrenia, to me is a very clear influence and sometimes actual possession by these forces. So they don't know. Definitely they are not depressed and they are fine one moment and next moment they get an impulse. But that is where suicide is impulsive. So suicides which are impulsive, they are generally because one is under uh, fully possessed by these things which are schizophrenia, for instance... And uh, premeditated, well-thought suicides are generally depression. Early morning, that's the most dangerous time of the day. Why? Because night is the time when these forces are very active. Mm -hmm. Night before dawn. So most suicides, uh, depression becomes much worse at that point of time. Uh, People feel very lonely, alone. And that's when the risk is very high.
0: So why this misconception is there among us in human society like suicide is the solution of all problems?
1: Lack of education. See, the thing is that what do we teach children in school? We teach them memory. We teach them how to succeed. We teach them how to eventually find a good job. What is the emphasis of parents and teachers' job? And why job? money, not as a job, as an expression of who you are, job, money, outer success, ambition. Even parents, they feel very proud when they say, oh my child got 95% or I don't know now, now probably 99%, I don't know. So, when you do like that, you are feeling very proud today, but what you have done, you have put the child unwittingly in a wrong track. And, other way also, when children don't do well, they feel very hesitant even to you know talk about or introduce. So parents, number one, because they, they are stress on only vital success, material enjoyments, money, good looks, all things which are outer. So the more we live life outwardly, the more we will think problem is outward, solution is outward and we take these steps and it's because of lack of education, lot of unconsciousness, parents, teachers, all of them.
0: Yeah, Here also I want to add uh, one incident. Like uh, in school time, uh, I had a uh, junior, uh, one or two year junior. Uh, he's like a younger brother to me. So he completed 10th with good marks and he has a, a environment of uh, very good family. And uh, after that he go for plus two science. Then after plus two also he clear with a good number. Then he joined in b But in b in first year, uh, he uh, back with one subject. And after that he committed suicide.
1: Exactly. This is one extreme. I'll tell you another extreme. This is still okay. I know of a person who was in the fast track lane always. He became a major general in, uh, as a doctor. Major general in the army. Now that's a very high rank. Only one more rank is there next, which is Lieutenant general As far as the army is concerned, doctor is concerned, he missed it and he jumped from the building and committed suicide. Now, <laughs> you take... Because you have got so used to this fast-track life, which is so stressful. You are competing always with somebody. I have seen people, cardiologists coming to me and saying, I, I, I have a problem. What is the problem? Uh, I want to... Whenever I see a car, I want to uh, go past it. So I said it's okay. Go past it. No, no. Then I see another car. I want to go past another. Another instance of a CEO of a company who had come because he was going through this stress, depression, all that. So his counselor suggested you take a break, which was a good, good thing because a break, you know, breaks your formations and it's a good thing. But what he did was he booked in one of those. Clubs were naturally rich man And next day he just said Okay let's have a game of tennis with somebody And he lost the game He developed stress because on a holiday <laughs> He played tennis and he lost the game So it's a values So we need to My one suggestion is uh, For those who probably you know And I have given this suggestion everywhere In every school At school level Introduce Life skills Life skills is not about job. It's about attitudes. How do you face life? How do you take the child? Nobody teaches children. I have given this suggestion to whatever school I know. So that children when they grow up, we have counsellor, but that's the different thing altogether. We have a breakdown, you discuss with the counsellor. It's the task of the school when children, how to face life, how, where is, what is the place of money, what is the relationship, How to deal with these uh, when you go out into the world with different challenges? What is ambition and what is excellence? They don't know the difference between the two. What truly is success? So there is no stress on life's values. You can use the word life values, doesn't matter. It should be part of, compulsory part of education system. Parents, uh, well, education begins at home, but unfortunately now you have this issue of double, uh, both parents uh, earning which is okay, I mean life is, each one have to, but it creates a problem because children they don't have anyone to share their issues with. Um, That's why sometimes grandparents, so we are going back to the old system. So nowadays you will see again, people wanting the grandparents, joint family, with all its demerits it has some very good merits. Always there was somebody, And grandparenting was a very big buffer. When children had a problem, parents were not there, either they were too stressed, they said something, children ran to the grandparent. And grandparent will scold (laughs) invariably, the parents say, you were like this. And the child feels comforted. It's a very simple thing. Now, there is nothing. Only parents and the child. And if the parents are busy, too busy, they also get stressed, understandably so child doesn't know whom to discuss where will the child go child uh, 10 year old 15 year old uh, you know which friend and friends don't know all these things they are going through challenges at that time grandparenting so i personally uh, do feel that you know it was a very good thing
0: so um, in india that is good uh, like we have a uh, family tree and we uh, live with our grandparents also but uh, what will you say for a western context uh, they have spoiled
1: All this India, India has been spoiled by this thought. All this idea of, you know, express your anger, you are a free person, do this. Uh, I keep telling people, Indian civilization is based on sayama. You express, but there is Saiyama. See, when people use four letter word, that's my life, my word, my speech, whatever I do. Until I actually go and hit somebody, we are teaching them aggression which is McDonald's, swiggy, sorry to say, but you know, instant food, this is not a good way of life. But, where has it come from? It's imported from the West. There are good things in the West, without a doubt. But we have imported the wrong things. Just as when they come, they see our um, uh, difficult side, which we also have. So, definitely, uh, in the Western world, they are slowly, they are, Turning, they are beginning to realize still takes time. They have to evolve in their own way. But definitely, uh, one should take a leaf or two from Indian thought and uh, this social sense of society, community, community building. Many of the festivals, people often say India has too many festivals. Festivals were such a good cushion. No? Together celebration, holy Diwali and God knows every puja, every Puja, we don't realize it has many other good effects. One of them is that you felt supported by the group life. Even if somebody said that, you know, oh, you didn't do well, somebody, auntie will say, Are koi baat nahi hai. So, you, you had that support, commune system, community living. So, they should also, I think, instead of us taking, we should send some good ideas. Yeah.
0: So, um, Uh, I have seen a statistic like uh, age compared to female, male suicide is more. Mm. So, (laughs) why this
1: happens? Females try more, they speak more, but they commit less. (laughs) So, there are a whole lot of theories about it. One of them is that a female, when she says suicide, she is uh, trying to draw attention. Please don't uh, take it like that. Because uh, We were taught this As uh, While in our MD That Yes it's true That out of ten Nine times It's to draw attention you know Some cuts and all You don't know Which one is going to be The actual act So don't take it lightly Even if she wants attention What's wrong with Giving a little attention I just don't understand This idea if She may want attention It's okay For various reasons They may have A need for affection Because women Live in the heart So I see nothing wrong In giving that extra Affection and love They are also doing so much. So, this is where females, very often in female, it is a uh, call for attention. Okay. And second, because by and large, their uh, nature is uh, rather soft. Till now. Okay. What's going to happen after hundred years with all these rise of machines, I don't know. So, what happens is that they are less likely to use extreme methods. So, things like drugs is, overdoses, the... So now it's not easy also. You can't uh, take these sleeping pills and all without prescription. One of the ways it helps is preventing these things. And uh, men usually use very violent methods. uh, Hanging, jumping from a floor. So they are, because they are soft natured women, feminine. So therefore uh, you'll see that they may express, but doing the act it's a violent deed. So that violence... uh, also there are several things it's acceptable in society for a woman to cry. So when a woman cries, it's understandable that you okay, she cries. But this is a great release. Men are not supposed to cry. Unfortunately, men cry. They have the same feeling. They are the same fellows. <laughs> but you must have seen men will cry all alone or you know. But a lady, it's that's how society has developed. You know, um, not talking of good or bad part of it, but crying relieves you. They also can express things in an angry way. But for men to show their emotions is considered as a sign of weakness. So many men you will see, they don't show emotions easily, including love, affection. But women generally express. If they are angry, they express. They shout. Which is good, at least they have released that, you know. Men would be angry but they will end up doing some silly act like you know hitting their head or going out and drinking which makes it much worse because drinks aggravate their uh, whatever mood you are in drinking is going to make it much worse. Um, Equally because of that extreme violence they can resort to these number of options they have. So yes women it's more common. Speaking of uh, statistics so, there is a very non country where suicides are minimum. Cyprus. What about it? <laughs> Greece also. But India fortunately is not ranking among the topmost suicide country. I think it is 48th or something like that. It's not very high. But uh, if you compare the states, then Sikkim and um, Tamil Nadu, very high. Kerala. And unfortunately, union territory of Pondicherry, Delhi is the highest, and Pondicherry is next. Union territories, very high. And there are several theories about it, but let's not go into speculations. I have my own uh, reasoning about it, but anyways, quite high. Okay, Tamil Nadu and uh, Pondicherry. So, but it proves one thing that it's not. There is something which is missing. Kerala has high literacy, but big alcohol problem. So, when we try to say literacy rates, employment, unemployment doesn't apply. So, there is something which is missed. That's why I keep saying it's, it's about interwoven about our attitude, the way we deal with life, the way we have grown up. Uh, all this makes a big difference. So, <laughs> statistics are uh, yes... Interesting.
0: So, uh, is there any age group, like uh, when this impulse comes very frequently?
1: Adolescence. Take it. Adolescence is the impulsive age. (laughs) Why? Because in childhood, uh, you are uh, governed by parents, you know, and you believe, my papa, my mama are the best. And all that you got to do, listen to them. Sometimes you will cry, but very soon you have that trust. But adolescence is a time when nature breaks that. Why? Because it wants you to individualize. Very difficult period And You are neither As That ad used to come Too old to be something And too young to be this And you know When you are transiting Biological changes are coming I know people get very upset And it's understandable Women especially And with Periods coming And you know Very obvious physical changes Men also I mean But still So So Parents, during that time, their focus is not all this. Their focus is studies. So that adds to the stress. Suddenly they are in that race that they have to prove themselves. When they were growing up as a child, they didn't have to prove themselves. But suddenly they are in that race. So adolescence is a very... Then, of course, love affairs, rejections, which are bound to happen. It's I don't know if... I mean, I know very few love stories which started in adolescence and continued till... Old age, some are there, some beautiful stories. But most of the time it doesn't work out for various reasons. You evolve, you grow, you may take a different direction in life. Somebody else takes different direction. Many things may happen when parents get involved. So this is a time when your reasoning is developing slowly. That's why it is said that adolescence, now accidents also are very high in adolescence. Why? Because your brain is wired in this way that you end up taking risks. You know, you're taking the scooter. It's a risk not only to yourself, somebody else, but slowly through that learning, brain starts getting hardwired into prudence. So rashness changes into prudence, and logic begins to develop. Logic is there right from childhood, but truly reason, discerning reason, begins to start. Nowadays, puberty comes much earlier, but twelve, thirteen grows, develops discernment, and nobody is there to train. So uh, reason is, you know, reason controlling the vital impulse is what makes a man That's what maturity is about Mature human being is somebody whose reason can take care of his impulses and vital desires and emotions Does not crush it, but allows it expression in a very decent way Okay, But there is a period when reason is not the boss Boss is the vital impulse Because reason is a new entrant, vital is there Child throwing tantrum, all this, it's a vital. So, mind has not come, soul is sitting behind somewhere, God knows. So, right now, whatever reason comes, is at the mercy of the vital animal, which makes it very dangerous. So, that is an age when till particularly, let us say, uh, 13 to um, 15, 18, societal pressures... Exams, many rapid changes, all challenges Thirteen to eighteen is a very Twelve to eighteen let's say is a big period And then of course another hump is eighteen to twenty-five Once you grow into a mature adult You find your own grounding in life Again it wanes off Then again midlife crisis But people mostly by then are you know sort of mature enough And of course then uh, I laugh at the word maturity but anyway so, but at old age, because people define it very differently. So, then again old age when they feel left off. Especially when they have done well in life, they have cared for their children and uh, they have a place. Now nobody comes, nobody is bothered, nobody asks. So, that is a time when suicide. But old people cannot execute easily because, you know, it takes a lot of effort. So. Okay, yeah. So,
0: um, at the time of this uh, thought came, so, uh, we know that uh, our thought is clouded. So, at that time, what uh, he or she can do to help himself or herself at best? Very
1: difficult because thought is clouded. That's why people around. That's why life has that Paraspartha. So, it is people around. That's where, you know, friends and family have to pick up those cues. But if somebody has... Right from childhood, learned that there is something else which you can access, a key which you can open, through which you can get help, then it gets inbuilt into the system. And I'll tell you one such thing. You'll be surprised. It's a gift to human beings. But again, this thought coming all the way from the so-called liberal education, which has robbed us from, of many wonders, post-modernism, also, modernism, modernist thought, postmodern thought, is that it has robbed us of the spirit of divine and sacredness and things and robbed us of the capacity to pray. We, I have grown up in that culture of prayer. So, we had this that, okay, if you are in distress, what do you do? We don't realize the value. I mean, leaving aside that actually coming in contact with Hanuman, these were natural things. We grew up with the Gita, parents telling us, you know, that practice moderation, too much anger is not good. These values are imparted at home. Gita should be a household thing and I have Being an advocate, I have spoken in national education seminars Make Gita compulsory in school It's not a religious scripture It will help human beings become better The Gita doesn't say you have to believe in this or that God You can believe in Allah, you can believe in Christ You can believe in nobody or somebody It doesn't matter But to learn how to live Gita is the most practical and wonderful book So those of us who have grown up We know that there is something greater and higher So when we go through a crisis, what do we do? We instinctively pray And we have the faith that magic will happen Magic happens, how? Magic is not only about things being removed from the outer That may not change But magic happens inside It gives you strength to go through it That is the miracle And this is such a simple thing Human beings are given this gift They can pray I'll tell you one small incident of a whole family which had come wanting to commit suicide. The boy had progressive muscular dystrophy because, you know, he was... Progressive muscular dystrophy is a condition where slowly your muscles will get weaker and weaker. One day they'll become so weak that you can't even eat, you can't speak and eventually you die. There's no treatment for it. Now they are doing all kinds of uh, trying out things. And because of this, the parents wanted to commit suicide. So all of them uh, came to me to meet me and... I asked the boy, I said, uh, to the parents I gave this, I asked them, supposing this was not your child, but uh, your uh, brother's child, I asked the father. And something had happened to the brother, say, lost in an accident, and you had to bring up this child. Would you feel the same degree of distress? He suddenly had an awakening, he said, No. I said, rather, won't you feel the sense of joy and satisfaction that you are bringing up your brother's child and fulfilling your deepest duty? He said, yes. I said, look at it like this. You are a trustee, the divine's child. His Their life changed instantly. But this boy was wonderful. So I asked him, why you want to... He can't commit because he's already chair bound. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old boy. I asked... Uh, Okay, what what makes you depressed? He said, because I can't do the things children my age do. So I asked, what are the things you cannot do? I cannot uh, climb the trees. I cannot play cricket. I cannot ride cycle. These were the three things he told me. I said, and what are the things that you can do? So he thought for a while. Then he says, I can think. Then he says, I can pray. On his own, he is coming out with this, and I said, and third thing, because I asked for three things. After some thought, he says, I can meditate. I said, Do you think you can do them better because you are not distracted by these things? He said yes. I said, So we'll start doing this. So we, whenever I would meet in sessions, I would develop this part. What have you thought? So I told the parents whatever he speaks because he can't write now. His hands are becoming weak. You write. He started writing some kind of a poetry. He felt so much that, you know, there is a purpose for which I am living. See, uh, writing a poetry, thinking, these are purpose which will outlast a whole lifetime. I said, make him read certain things. You can read aloud. He could read, of course. Holding a book was different. So slowly, then he started taking interest in watching cricket. (laughs) So, basically, to give a purpose, a meaning, a deeper prayer, meditation, all this is lost, all this is coming from the other side of the globe. This idea that, you know, there is nothing like that, this kind of thought which, I don't want to use political ideologies, but I can tell you this kind of leftist thought can destroy civilization. It is so dangerous. It promises us, roti, makan, but it takes away from us our heart and soul. It is typically the case of Selling your birthright For a pot of porridge issue and Jacob's story in the Bible Because it focuses Then violence Snatch it Revolution comes by the barrel of a gun What kind of a weak thought it is You see somebody doing well Okay, I agree Put in double effort Prove, take the challenge and do it How did Arjuna do what he did. He was literally outcast, all of them. How they rose and ultimately with his practice, sustained effort, that's what life should be. So it's, again we go back to the same thing, education, education, education. Of course we use medicines as psychiatrists, all that is a different do- domain altogether. So,
0: uh, this should be my last question maybe. Or So, uh, what happens when uh, one commits suicide. What happens up, after the death?
1: So again, the, to the material scientist, to a typical uh, uh, biological base psychiatrist, nothing happens, you die. So I find it so silly. Then what are you intervening about? You let him go freely. So obviously that is an absurd thought. It, it takes away the whole meaning and sense of life. So obviously, but uh, spiritual thought has lot of things to offer about it. Whatever the Gita says that And it is known in mystic literature Whatever is your state of thought At the time of death You enter into those worlds By you I mean the soul enters into those worlds No more in the physical sheath But in the vital sheath Emotional sheath Then the mental sheath But mental sheath comes later So if you are extremely agitated Depressed Full of hate, anger, spite Full of ill will towards other. This person did this to me This person did that You have not been able to forgive You have not been able to clear your heart So you will go down Toward these dark states Forget about heaven hell But there are in this world Several layers This world is not a whoops Single material reality But many tired It's a multiverse To use a modern language and it is logical, you know, if you look at creation from the heights to the base or look at from the base, there would be many steps, stages, but I am not going into this uh, whole thing about many worlds, but there are many worlds, say the Upanishads and the Vedas. So you enter into the dark worlds and you can get badly trapped there because they are beings so. you are jealous now, they will, it will you'll, you'll, prick you and you don't know how to escape. When you are living in the body, body is such a protection you can ask help but when you are away whom will you ask whose number do you have who is you know all you are surrounded by those beings who are, who can you know like people who have brainwashed and went to fight with the isis as long as they were here people didn't bother they should have taken care that my child is taking to an ideology which is extreme which is so dangerous you can see it all over bombs and killing and all this is so dangerous but that time nobody... Then when you go there, there was a whole movie based on that. Forget the name. Huh? No, where this lady has gone to Afghanistan and then then she finally comes back. Kerala story. Kerala story. And it is so true. You are caught there and you are stuck there. Then you can't ask help because you won't find that the world is full of these beings. So this is why... It's so important Whatever is your state So that's why it is said That in our culture That the state during death Is so important So you should surround people With beautiful thoughts We used to play the Mahabharata, Ramayana Or you know Gita particularly When people are departing Now the thing is If somebody has done it Okay Because you can get logged For a long time And it's such an extreme act. Two acts are considered from the karmic point of view, the heaviest. One is suicide, which is the heaviest. Because you have not only cut your own life, all who depended upon you for emotions, for your kartavyam, all of it, your evolutionary journey, even if nobody depended. So you have tried to cut all this, it's a grave. All these threats recoil back and you carry the load. The pain of the parents, the pain of children, the pain of your wife, husband However much you may fight You have left them in the lurch, And naturally you go with a very heavy karmic load Suicide is the worst Second is murder, killing So these are regarded as utkat karma Whose impressions can last for three to seven lives That means in the next life you will have a proclivity towards it so these are in, that's why as i said so much has been talked about it in spiritual literature which people are not uh, we see on the house suicide bombers and this that blowing for what for killing innocent people so you are both ways you are killing yourself and you are killing others They're very very grievous and shuvindra describes this in the world of falsehood in savitri toward the end so all this education is not there unfortunately so um, they enter into that state but again one what about those who die in bombing and of course this is a very uh, because any sudden death accident bombing especially youngster you're confused you come out of the body you are still there but the body is not there and you want to enter you can't so during that time it's a very uh, terrible state because you are locked in a vital world where all kinds of forces especially if there is a mass death so you become like a plasma cloud because body is an individual shelter. It's your own house. When the house is broken, let's say there is an earthquake, everybody is together on the street. There is no your house. So there is intermingling taking place which is not a good condition at all. That's why in India you had this custom of uh, you know, shrad First when such a death takes place, there, there were all proper occult rites. But even if you don't have that, Whatever has happened now, don't get into lamenting and grief, but pray and pray and pray. Surround that because it's not cut off and departed. There is a time when the soul is still hanging around. So surround it with beautiful uh, music, with beautiful uh, you know mantras. Create an atmosphere in which the soul may maybe stay for a while, get nourished. And then yes, start ceremonies and rites were there, basically to help this passage. Even collective ceremonies. See, that's what happened in Corona. People were dying young, dying in fear. And so they were thrown out of their bodies and even sometimes these ghost phenomena. And they are confused. The vital is confused. And it doesn't create a good atmosphere. In India, that is why we burn. Because uh, when you die even normal death, uh, these elemental energies are thrown out. So fire destroys them. So giving to fire and with all this mantra char, all this has a very pacifying effect because, well, though the person has gone, but the person has not fully gone because he is still hanging around. So do things which will pacify, even tell we are not angry. Whatever you have done, now you go peacefully. Find your destiny. Our love is going with you. Mother has spoken about people meditating together with love and if family members can do it very good, but they are all in grief that's why you have to call others who can do this puja part home but it's not really necessary apart from the occult aspect so all these are things about after death which modern science is completely ignorant about because it is based on this idea that matter is the sole reality but occult science spiritual science is very much aware of this because it you it had developed ways and means to probe into the afterworlds through yogic vision through mystic lore and therefore there are mechanisms and methods so state of death is very important what is the state in which you die
0: yeah okay so thank you aruladha so in anything you want to add more like for those who commit suicide or anything you want to add from indian context
1: I would say one sentence which is from the mother you want to die die to your ego die to this false identification of yourself with just this little I am just this body I am just this vital this there it's an instrument I own a car I should take care of it but I am not the car this thought should go from childhood that body is important you need to take care vital strength energy is important Emotions are important, thought is important, but I am none of these. This is the unique thing about Indian thought, that whether, see, the Western thought would say, I think, therefore I am. Okay. Not all Western thought, but this how, how it is. That's why freedom of speech is considered as the highest. We say, I am, therefore I think. So first thing important is not freedom of speech and freedom of expression But freedom of the self And it can come from childhood, these values can come I have grown up with this and I am sure, it, unfortunately it has been lost Mahabharata, Ramayana people think it is all superstition, it is all magical myth Who said they are myths? Try to understand So those values should come back I am not saying that maybe on the other side of the globe they have to find their own ways. They can take to these beautiful things from here, the Gita and and the Ramayana, and it will be wonderful. But let children grow up with this idea: there is something greater and beyond. There are permanent parents. Home, God is a friend. What a gift! I have treated people with depression, just with one I remember, magical. Five years, chronic depression. So somehow that this one, it's not that they are panaceas which work with everybody. somehow I felt like saying this. I just mentioned, why don't you, do you have belief in any any God or anything? So the 17 year old girl, she said, ha, I have faith. I said, what God? She said, Krishna I connect. I said, make Krishna your friend. Her life changed. See, people feel alone. Now, we have this conception. In the Western world, God is judge sitting out there. Huh? He's always serious with a countenance and he punishes and he rewards. Sends you to hell. Rewards you to heaven. What is our God Krishna? Playful, youthful. He even flirts around with you. <laughs> so lovely. Divine as mother. So, this is where we have to how we orient ourselves to the deeper and higher life to make them understand that these are not goals your material success, wealth, ambition but these are only steps and not even steps they are means through which you want to do something else but goal is not there that is not goal that is an acquisition you have a house how foolish that it's a goal of life You may have a house and shelter terrorists. Now, is that something very beautiful? You have a lot of money which you are throwing on, parting into those, uh, what are those uh, boats, something they go on fancy boats, cruises. You throw money in pornography. Is that called a goal of life? You have money. It's what you do with the money and what you do with the house that's important. That only the spiritual understanding can give. So I think all this is happening to awaken in in human beings the need for something higher, something deeper, something truer. That's what we see happening and it's the task of all of us as healers, as parents, as teachers, as anyone on this planet to awaken Humanity to the need of something greater and higher, nobler, truer, more beautiful, uh, which is a journey within, which is so much more important. And if I have to summarize it, who you are is much more important than what you do and what you achieve. Or rather, I would say the value of what you do and what you achieve derives from who you are. That's what I would say. Okay.
0: So, friends, uh, this was a conversation with uh, Dr. Alok Pandey on topic suicide. Please write your comments and thoughts in comment section if you have any. So, we'll try to bring Dr. Alok Pandey again in our second session. Thank you.
1: Namaste.